So you've been sending emails, but it seems like nobody is opening or responding. And you're just like, what's the point? Here for tips for jolting awake, sleepy subscribers. You're listening to Inbox Besties, the only little guy approved podcast that gives you dangerously practical advice for turning internet randos into subscribers with benefits. You know, the kind that pop open their wallets and throw fistfuls of cash at you for your courses and, and coaching, not like that other stuff. Perv. Now let's get to it. Welcome back, my inbox besties, besties. Kate Doster here of katedoster.com, creator of the email marketing fairy template sets. And I am beyond excited to be in your ear holes today with, I think, a really pressing topic. So if you're listening to this in real time, chances are you're really gearing up for Black Friday. Really, traditionally, quarter four is the most profitable for pretty much every single business on the planet. And yours does not have to be any different. I know we have seen insane growth here so far in quarter four. And one part of really having that growth, as we've always been talking about, is having a great relationship with your list. So what if you have been emailing consistently or maybe not as consistently as you wish, but it just does not seem like your email list is responding. So that's what we're going to tackle in this episode. What I do want to remind you about anytime when it comes to dealing with email list statistics is that I want you to actually go look at something like Instagram or Facebook. Anytime you post on your Facebook, anytime that you post on your Facebook business page, go look and actually see how much of your audience is actually seeing your post. So you might be like, oh my goodness, like only 20% of people are actually opening up my stuff. Like why bother? I don't want to do this anymore. Again, you're probably still posting on social media. And especially now the way that Instagram has updated its algorithm, chances are less than 20% of your followers on pretty much every social media platform is going to see your stuff. So to get a 20% open rate is actually really great. But what if you're not actually hitting those benchmarks? So that's what this episode is going to cover. So I just always want you to compare some apples to apples. Again, reach and engagement everywhere is not that good. And chances are when you actually look at the math and the ratios, your inbox is still where you're seeing the most interaction. So the very first thing that you want to do when you are looking to jolt awake a sleepy list is to run a cold subscriber series. So we actually have a step-by-step template you can use inside of the email marketing fairy and inside of love your list to actually run through these cold subscribers. So a cold subscriber is somebody who hasn't opened, clicked on, or responded to an email. Usually most email service providers, it's about 60 days. Sometimes it's 30, sometimes it's 90, depending. So definitely just reach out to your email service provider. Now, things like ConvertKit will automatically keep track of what's called cold subscribers. So if you just go in to your actual email list, you hit cold subscribers, it'll show you that segment. If you're on an active campaign like we currently are, you actually have to set up this system. It is two sets of automations. It's really confusing. Just they're cut and pasted. Again, if you use active campaign, just search for cold subscriber sequence in your automations and they will give you the two to set up. So for everybody else, you're going to have to ask your email service provider how they track that data. Okay. Now with open rates, and we've talked about this in the past, particularly on mobile, all email service providers, whether you are a MailChimp, an Entreport, a MailerLite, doesn't matter. It has a hard time judging open rates, especially on an Android phone. So chances are you could be having more people open to your list, which is why I don't recommend to my students and my customers that they just delete everyone who's not opening up their stuff in 30 days or in 60 days. We want to give people a chance to tell us, hey, I really am enjoying your stuff. And that's really what 
this running this cold subscriber series is really getting at. It's asking people if they're getting our emails. It is having them reply to certain emails. It's asking them if they want to update their information because maybe they have their email in twice. I know we actually have some people who buy courses under one email, but they like their newsletters to another. So usually when I send up this tidy up sequence, which for me, I have it set to be an autoresponder after somebody gets my very cold freezing tag, as it's called an active campaign, it'll automatically run this. For some people, you will be able to like in ConvertKit when somebody gets that tag, it can run the automation for you, but at the end of it, it won't unsubscribe people. I have it at Active Campaign where if somebody has the ice cold tag for a certain period of time, they're not interacting at all, we just unsubscribe them. So it's constantly going in my background. If you only use a single opt-in, like meaning people don't have to confirm their email address when they sign up to your list, having one of these cold subscriber automations working in the background of your business is imperative. I know that a lot of people, a lot of people are like, they psych themselves out. We're like, oh my goodness, I'm going to lay like 10,000 people off my email list. Ah! But if those 10,000 people weren't enjoying your tips or an opening, potentially if you honestly go into your email service provider and you just search like .con or some type of misspelling of Gmail, chances are you're going to find a plethora of email addresses that are actually spelt wrong. And so this really helps you clean out your list, which is going to actually jolt open your list because if somebody has been hanging out, but you don't know that they're opening up your stuff, they reply back to your emails. And if they really are like, it's just a dead email or they just don't pay attention to your stuff, you're going to unsubscribe them. And then instantly your open rates are going to be going up and you have a cleaner, more active list, which is what we all want. The second thing that you are going to do when it comes to jolting your email list into action is in every one of our industries and niches, there's always that really sexy topic, that thing that just seems to light your audience's fire, even if you're like, that's not the most important thing. So for myself, it is always list building. So if I feel like my list isn't opening as much as it usually is, I will make sure besides doing three and four, which we're going to talk about, having a really sexy topic. So usually if I'm like, hmm, let's see what's going on over here. I'm going to spice it up with some of my top list builders because I know list building and then adding some type of stipulation like how to list builds if you have no money without spending on ads, if you've got no time, if Instagram hates you, um, if you don't know anybody, if you've got no clout, like there's a million what ifs and yeah buts, Sir Mixlot principle, that I can attach to that really sexy topic of list building that people just eat it up. So the more that you know your people and the more that you've been at this, so if you're a little bit newer, you might not necessarily know what hits. So if you are doing content on the regular, what YouTube video or podcast or blog post that you have that almost sort of went mini viral or the one that gets the most hits and make that the specific topic of your email and make sure that you're actually addressing it in the subject line so people can open. So it could be a sexy subject line like, oh, I got 10,000 people on my email list in three months. People would open that. <laughs> Even if it's people that are a little sleeping on all my other topics, that's going to jolt people into paying attention. Would you rather crawl across glass naked or have to stand in line at the DMV with Taco Bell tummy? you know what I'm talking about, then actually have to write an email to your list. I mean, you don't want to come off too salesy and what if you're boring and you don't want to add to all of the noise. And somehow every single week, besides the cold sweat, you bust out with being finger tied. 
you know, instead of tongue-tied because you're actually typing, don't you just wish that you could just magically snap your fingers and almost have somebody else write your emails for you? Well, that's exactly what you're going to get when you invest in the Email Marketing Fairy. The Email Marketing Fairy template set is over 50 grab-and-go newsletters, welcome series, and even an 11-part sales funnel that you can use as an amazing jumping-off point to actually write emails that connect with your audience, get replies, and most importantly, get those buy buttons hit. And all you need to do to get your hands on this, along with almost $100 worth of free bonuses, is by heading on over to theemailmarketingfairy.com. That's right, head on over to theemailmarketingfairy.com and you will never have to awkwardly tell your list, hey, I know it's been a while, ever again. Number three, and this probably is right into that choosing a sexy topic is actually practice your subject lines. So we have said this time and time again. I say this to all the students of Love Your List, email marketing fairy, everyone that will listen. The thing that is going to have the biggest factor on your email addresses getting opened is your name. But that is going to take time that you have to make sure that you have amazing high quality content before they give you their information in your freebie and in those first couple of emails. So while you are trying to get to that status, or even if maybe your freebie and welcome series or first kind of funnel emails don't quite hit the mark, you're going to want to do some of our best practices when it comes to subject lines. So That is something like including personalization, which will have the person's name. I very rarely do these. Sometimes I'll do them for launch or like every once in a while if I just want to test something out because people can put in their name in wrong or sometimes they'll put in their email address. So I don't necessarily do because it's like personalization. And for mine, it's I believe it's like a percent sign name or percent sign first name. They might have put their email address. So it could say like, for Kate only is what it's supposed to read. But if they put in their email address wrong, it could say for Kate at katedoster.com only. It sounds a little funny. Sometimes with certain forms, maybe you forgot to collect names. I realized I had one of those floating around. So I have active campaign. If it doesn't have your first name, it auto responds in a catchphrase that I put in there. So I'd say put in some personalization into the subject line. The word that people love to hear the absolute most is their own name, which is why if you're ever doing some type of live training, which spoiler alert, I have something so special coming for that in 2021, saying people's names in the chat and saying where they are from really makes people feel proud and it gives them that endorphin rush. So again, for subject lines, try names, try using, we call it the this principle (laughs) instead of saying like, um, you know, open this if you need 10,000 subscribers or don't do this if you want to make money online. So you're not telling them what it is. You're just teasing them a little. You're driving up some curiosity. It is making sure that you're not, I don't want to say you're not using the word free in your stuff, but make sure that you are looking at a list of say spam words or words that promotion tabs and stuff aren't necessarily a fan of and make sure that you don't really have those a couple of weeks in your subject lines. And also, Do not be afraid. Every single email platform has this. It's called A-B testing. And I believe even the free versions, I think, of MailChimp and MailerLite can do this. A-B test your subject lines. So that means come up with two subject lines. So maybe like get 10,000 subscribers today, first name, versus this got me 10,000 subscribers. When you set up that A-B test, you can pick which portion of your list it gets sent to. So say 20% and 20%. Then after a couple of hours or a day, you set the time period, it'll send the winning subject line 
to the other 60%, to the other 80%. So this is the way that we're going to really jolt people into taking some actions by getting that subject line in case of our name did not quite get us there. And the last one, although I think I'm going to toss in another one. So we're going to go over five. The next thing that I want you to do is to look at your segmenting. So I definitely think that we're going to have an episode more about segmenting, especially in 2021, because this is a question that I get asked a lot about. And segmenting is basically how you're grouping subscribers. The reason why we haven't talked about it too much here is because people, they can get too in the weeds about it and they can just overcomplicate things and then not do anything. And I just, I need you guys to hit send. I need you to show up for your people. I need you to serve them and create them amazing products that they can buy so they can get results. So the Billy Brohams of the world don't win. So I know that my audience can get a little bit too hyper-focused on segmenting and tagging, and then they just end up making a mess and they never use stuff. But Something to look at is if you are just sending a general newsletter to absolutely everyone on your list, say you've been doing it every Thursday, that's fantastic. Still keep doing that. But maybe say one week, send a special newsletter just to the people who have opted in for a certain freebie or a certain topic to see like, okay, so when I send to my whole general list, I'm say getting about 25% open. But when I send one just to the people interested in budgeting, and it's about budgeting, I'm looking at closer to 35, 40. But when I send one to just my meal planning people, I'm still only giving about 25. So that's going to show you what people are actually interested in and potential products that you might want to create down the future. So it's not like that you're going to completely ignore everyone. I would say just add in an email, maybe test it for say a month. Don't worry, your email list is not going to hate you if they get two emails from you in a week, especially if it is useful. And when you are actually utilizing your segments properly, dun, 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 you are going to see more engagement and people are going to actually truly like it. So that's another way to jolt your list is to instead of sending it to the whole thing, send it to a certain segment of people to see what the reactions are going to be about. Usually I will base it on subject or slash topic of a freebie or just overall general things that I talk about. I think for most people that one works. Some people, when they set up the Harry Potter email, we talk about it in the email marketing fairy and inside of love your list. They'll have like beginner versus expert. So maybe it's time for you to actually tap into that beginner segment, send them something beginner related. <laughs> Same thing with that one for expert. The reason why I have students set up that Harry Potter email is because I want them to learn more about the type of people that they're actually attracting. And even like I tell them, even if you do not use the segmenting or tagging at all, except for every quarter, you're just looking to be like, oh, I've got a lot of beginners. And I never realized that's where the kind of people I was coming with. Or I never realized that the people wanted to eat healthy because they wanted to lose weight. It wasn't because they wanted to gain muscle. And then now it's going to give you a new direction, more focus, and you guessed it, more opens and clicks and replies. And the last bonus tip here, because we're only going to do four, is send our famous one sentence email. I love this email. You literally just ask, how's everything going with your blog, with your kids, with your crafting, with your videos, with your water intake, with your fitness? You're not like, what's your biggest struggle with fitness? It's just What's everything that's going on? And that is an email that tends to get a lot of replies. Now, I had one student recently in Love Your List and they had sent it and they had only gotten back a handful of, of replies and they were sad. But I'm like, 
you've got like five. Now you have five people that you can actually connect with, that you can make a difference with, that you can interact back and forth with, that you can get some market research from them, that they are now going to feel like you have made them the most specialist person on the planet because they are. And even if you do only get five responses or two responses, I guarantee you, usually most of them are going to be really heartfelt. We did have another student that's like, I sent that email and I got back such a heartfelt reply about someone who was struggling. It was a new mom and the new mom had even admitted she hadn't even told her husband the things that she was essentially telling a stranger on the internet. And I'm like, I guarantee you, she's going to love you for life. All because you sent her a single sentence. How's everything going with your baby? And that is really, truly the power of connecting and wanting to be with your people. And maybe, I guess for a super bonus tip, you just need to set an intention. People love reading my emails and they are always looking forward to getting them. So to recap for our really five tips for jolting open your email list is number one, make sure you're running cold subscriber series. Again, talk to your email service provider. How do they mark that? How do you have to set that up? But basically, if people aren't opening, clicking or applying and your email service provider can track all three of those things, you're going to send them a special series. The next thing is make sure that the next email that you send is about a really sexy topic. Even if you're like, list billing is not where it's at or I know everyone is all about making flowers with crickets, but like, that's not like what it's really for. Just send it. You know what's most popular with you in your industry. If you haven't been at this for a while, just go look at competition. I know I say we're competition list, but there are other blogs that talk about these things. Go look and see what their most popular posts are. Send your email about that. The next one is you're going to be looking at some segmenting and potentially sending some specialized emails to different segments to see if that helps sort of elevate people and get them reignited because you're sending more direct messages. The last one, of course, is we are going to talk about subject lines and make sure that we are making them really punchy using some of the best practices. Again, we have had episodes in the past about subject lines. So go ahead and look in for that and just open rates in general. And of course, you can send the one sentence email and ask them, how's everything going with their thing? And of course, work on your own mindset and be like, people love my emails. They're engaging. They're excited to be there. It is going to happen. And when you write your emails with that energy, with that vibe, you're going to be kind of amazed at everything that can happen when you use all of the tools in the toolbox. So that is it for me today, guys. I am super excited, like I said, to help jolt in some action into your email list. Now, next week, we're doing something a little bit different. We are doing our What to Send Your List in December series, but I am going to be airing it about a week-ish before we normally do because I figured... The Wednesday before Thanksgiving, y'all probably aren't really sitting down to strategize with your business. It's probably family stuff or just relaxing stuff. Maybe you want to take the week off yourself. So I figured let's go ahead. Let's just go up to email our list out of the way for December and then we will hit the ground running and I'll see you guys next week. Thank you for having Inbox Besties in your ear holes today. Why don't we go ahead and make it a regular thing? Go ahead and slap that subscribe button now. And while you're at it, why don't you go ahead and take a screenshot and tag me over on your Instagram stories, Kate underscore Doster, so that way I can give you a shout out for being a bestie of the week. Later days.